nervous. I'm not gonna lie. I'm scared. Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff, second podcast of the week. We're all ready to go. There we, there we go. How's that? Level sound okay? Yeah, my headphones are really loud. <laughs> How long have you had those headphones? Oh shit, these? Yeah. Sony's? For a while. They're good. Um, there you yeah, go. thank Explode you. Your Much better. Okay. Uh, I've had these for a long time. It, it, I would tell you that anybody ever wanted to do radio or podcast, invest in a good pair of headphones. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, it'll... And, and the other thing that you have to do is maintain your level. And what I mean by that is you should really never have your headphones higher than about a four because you can really, really fuck up your ears quick. You know, you're absolutely right. It's one of those things where I used to run them really hot. Not hot like Steve Hartman hot. Nobody ran them like Steve did. Ted. But after a while, you're right. Your ears ring all the time. I mean, throughout the day, all the time. You don't realize how how much damage you're probably doing to your ears. We used to have a guy we worked for that would tell us all the time, or tell me because he said you would project better than me. It would say, run them hot so you would speak over yourself. And I was, oh, God, no. and I used, I used to disagree with that one, but yeah, you try and figure out where your voice is. Do you get people that say this to you that will say you have a radio voice, meaning you project all the time. Like your yeah. voice is louder than everybody's in the office. Yeah. Yeah. You get that, get that one all the time. Like my wife always yeah. says, if I'm on the phone in the house and everybody's sleeping, she goes, you're waking everybody up. Well, too goddamn bad. <laughs> you didn't say that when I was going to Hawaii without you, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Did you miss um, It was great yesterday. I was coming over here. I don't. I don't know if I mentioned this on the air. I. I think I told you and Jim off the air. But I uh, thank you for everybody who responded to the Trotter interview. I, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy a lot of them, but that was a lot he's of fun. Great. Yeah, he's he's really great, and he's become an incredibly great friend now over the last couple of years. So just to have him hanging out. It's funny, too, because he kept saying, um, you know, this is supposed to be fun, but I like him so much, and I find him to be such a bright guy that it's hard for me. I I feel like we would have wasted an incredible opportunity to have him do, you know, his Flip Wilson impression. (laughs) uh, You know what I mean? Like, hey, uh, do your Robin Williams impression. I mean, you start turning around, you're like, he's so funny good at what he does uh, that I love it but last night we were taping at about 745 so I got down here at like 7 and a little Barnes and Noble right down here in East Lake really nice really mellow little mall over there and uh, I'm just walking out and some uh, guy named uh, Coach McBride Brian McBride very nice yelled at me he goes well I bet radio guys don't get recognized too often but I appreciate what you do brother that's cool and I, I met him and his son, uh, Julian, and it was so incredibly great. And I, I, wasn't, I was just walking. Yeah. I had a nice tea in my hand. But, yeah, it was really nice, man. I, I, I think it's great. Dave, when anybody has ever listened to this show, to this day, and it's not false modesty, I'm absolutely shocked. I'm absolutely shocked that anybody would listen to this shit. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. I just, I laugh every time. I laugh every time when somebody's like, hey, I listen to the show or I like it. Um, I was out with friends today yeah. that don't even have smartphones. They they are two of my favorite people in the world. 
their names are Patty and Evan. Been married a long time. They live in Portland. No kids. And they both work seven-day work weeks, and then they're off seven days. Oh, wow. And during those seven days that they are off, they travel because Patty works for an airline. And they travel and go to different sports venues. And they do not have a smartphone. They do not text. They have flip phones. That's it. Why is that? Is is that on purpose for what reason? Yeah, they just... I mean, Andrew Luck does that. Andrew Luck has a flip phone. You know, he drives a Honda Accord. He doesn't do anything crazy. I remember you and I did a show back in 2007 at Free FM, and we were talking about the new iPhone. You actually came in with the topic of this. Yeah. And we talked about the price, and I remember you saying on there, I will never buy one. You know, so that sounds crazy. Did I say I would never buy one, or did I say I was going to buy one? No, you said you were not going to buy one. And I remember thinking in my mind. It's probably about It was a lot. I I don't remember, but it was more than anything any of us have ever spent for a phone before. It was a lot of money. And I remember, I don't think you asked me on there, but I remember as we were talking about it, and I was thinking, I'm not buying one either. Yeah. You know, and then. Bullshit. I'll use my Nokia. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so the, the, and, and so I asked that question, but I, I, I admire people that live their life the way your friends do. They, I, I have a buddy of mine, I, 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 real quick, he, who yeah. lives around the corner, Yeah, and he was a Charger season ticket holder forever, and he used to have a box. His company bought a box. He, he owned the company, so he basically would sit in the box with the food, the whole deal. Okay. Big Steelers fan. The Chargers yeah. hated it because when he walked in there, he had uh, framed Mike Webster jersey, oh, Franco Harris, you name it. It was a Steelers box is what yeah. it was at the Chargers Stadium. So whenever the Chargers were out of town, he would pick a Sunday and he would go, what is the best NFL game of the week? And he would fly to that game. Yeah. So 16 games out of the year, he was either at a Charger game or he was at the NFL game of the week that he had the money to, to spend it on. But again, he had a chance to enjoy it. So your, your friends work seven hard days and yeah. then take seven days off. Yeah. Uh, Evan's a pharmacist. Works 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., seven nights a week. Patty works at the airline, has a couple other jobs, and then they go. And I love what they said. I asked him. I said, they're not Facebook, Twitter, nothing. No. And I said, how come? And they said, because it would take away from the moment. Yeah. I don't want to be looking through my my phone. I want to look at the game. I want to enjoy being with my wife or my husband. And it was very funny just talking to them. They've been to every... NFL uh, venue, including the new Atlanta one, except for New England. Really? Not New England? No. And she's, Patty grew up a diehard Charger fan and hates New England. So at some point they'll go. But they've been to a ton of college stadiums. They've been to a a ton of minor league stadiums. They've been to arenas. Uh, She and I work together at the tracks. So they go to horse tracks. And they're just two really cool people that's awesome and every now and then they'll roll through san diego and when they do man i drop what i'm doing to go see them because i just love and i said to him today it was really cool what they said because uh i just i like them both so much and evan had listened to a few of the podcasts which cracked me up because he's not a smartphone guy but he had found it he's he's listening and so we had a great lunch and just chatting about everything going on and i said man you guys live the life i dream of and Evan said, don't say that. I love your two sons. Don't say that. You you have a blessed life. He goes, we have fun. And I, I just loved what he said. He knew I was joking, but I loved having a friend remind you, like, hey, grass isn't always greener. We're having fun, but celebrate what you have. And I told him, I said, oh, I know I do. I know yeah. I got it good. But I, I just get the biggest kick out of him, Dave. The, they will go to 
they'll call me and they'll be like, hey, we're in the Eastern Illinois Booster Club because it was the only way we could get into Notre Dame. And so we said we graduated. We were the class of 94. <laughs> and, uh, and they'll call and they'll be like, we're eating brats and peppers yeah. and we're all in orange. So if you look for us, we'll be in the end zone. And I just goddamn love it. Man. That's cool. I just, they're such good people. But I, I just cracked up. And Dave, they, I, I said to him, I said, man, you know. Um, Do they have a favorite place? They, it's funny. They always ask me where I want to go they, because they've been to all of them and they're really fun. Like I, I love people like Evan and Patty because they share memories without being a topper. Yeah. Right. Like Brian Regan always did this really funny bit about being a cocktail party and there's yeah. always the guy me 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 and he yeah. said, he said, God, wouldn't it have been great to be at a cocktail party with Neil Armstrong? Who would have said, Well, you know, I did walk on the moon. Yeah. Like. All right, well, fuck, I guess conversation over. And they're not like that. They're just like, hey, where do you want to go? What venue do you want to be at? Where do you... And so I just saw them about Wrigley. I go, shit, I've been outside Wrigley half a dozen times. I've never been in. And they just share their stories. So um, they talked about Albuquerque for okay. minor league baseball, said it was fantastic. But I, I just think at this point, it's probably like talking to Trotter last night about favorite Charger players. It's just it's ice cream or cake. They've seen so many. They've had amazing deals. Now, Dave, here, okay, here's what they collect. I won't even make you guess. Okay, bobbleheads. No. Okay. He said, Evan told me today, he goes, no, he goes, shit, they take up too much room. We have a we have a modest house in Portland. Nope, they collect, they keep ticket stubs, so they've got a scrapbook full of ticket stubs. They get crushed pennies in every city where they go. You know that machine where you yeah. crank it out? They love it. They get the biggest kick out of it. And magnet schedules. Really? That's it. And I said, well, shit, I can get you those. And they said, no, we only get them from the venues we've been to. Oh, that's funny. Because it reminds us of our time there. But yep. it's just, it's all about the time. They said, we don't want to be taking selfies. We don't want to be posting to Instagram or Twitter. We just want to enjoy our time together and enjoy the game and call you and let you know where we are and i just i love it man so great that's very cool it's yeah. funny josh and i were talking about uh different places to go and he said 2020 you and i and him we're going to an lsu game a night oh, game fuck yeah we're I gonna go in a we're minute. gonna we're gonna see alabama take on lsu on a saturday night oh shit i'm going a minute and so you know josh was lucky enough to go to all these different sec stadiums mm -hmm. and i always say to him all the time if you didn't go to alabama where would you have gone and he always talks about Different ones, how great Ole Miss was, you know, pregame, everything else, Tennessee. Uh, and then when you say when you get to LSU, it's different. You know, of course, it's extremely hot. You know, the game is always in October. But he says when Alabama had the ball, and I'm sure they do this for every team, you don't pick it up on television, but everybody turns that iPhone on. They put the flashlight on. And they just shine it right at the quarterback's eyes the whole time. God and he goes, it is so fucking distracting. But he God goes, it's funny. Damn. I've watched so many games on TV. I've never noticed it. He goes, you yeah. don't notice it until you're down on the field. It is so hard to sit there and go back and throw the ball and then try realize that you almost need sunglasses, you know. And so he's just saying, you know, Jalen Hurts was as a freshman. He goes, man, yeah. this is a big step from high school to college. All of a sudden, you're here you are Shit. playing. It was, it, was, it was nuts. But he goes, to be there and be a part of it was insane. So he said, they're playing there this year. I said, well, too late okay. for us to go now. But I yeah. said, we're going to go in 2020. Okay. We'll go I'm watch in. Alabama take on LSU. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. I'm in. And I want to go, uh, whether we do it in 2019, I, I really want to go to a game in Alabama. Yeah. It's funny. 
um, I just got something. I don't know what I, I was going through a handful of magazines. And they were talking about, it may have been the new Sports Illustrated and talking about tailgating. And it said there's a barbecue place in, in uh, Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Dreamland? Was that the one? There are a bunch of them. Big white sign out front, and you know you see the 205 yeah. area code. Yeah, man, it's funny because, uh, yeah, I'm getting a divorce and shit happens, but part of that means freedom for old dad <laughs> on, uh, on the weekend. And, and do you have right now, do you have a favorite venue where you go, any sport? It could be indoor, outdoor. Do you go and you go, man, I this is my favorite venue that I've ever been in? For me, it's, it's Bryant-Denny Stadium. It's Alabama. Oh, shit, and and again, you and I have seen some great things through the years with our job, but... Going to an Alabama game, I remember the first time Josh and I went went with Jake is, I'm laughing because it's a picture behind uh, Jeff's head right now. It's the funniest goddamn picture. And it's it's a picture of Josh and I basically on the field and Jake who has zero time for our bullshit of taking another picture just says, fuck it, I'm going to the seats. And you can see Josh and I have these huge grins and then you have Jake sitting like in row 20, like way up there. It took me like four years to realize Jake was in the background. And Jake's like, this is typical. This I right here is picture. family. Like it's Jake, the funniest fucking picture describes ever. the relationship of Josh and I, and then how Jake always says he's a distant memory right there in twenty rows back. But um, we went in twenty thirteen. We saw Alabama LSU. It changed that game. Changed you know my older son's whole life. That was him yeah. saying, "I'm quitting college baseball, giving up my scholarship to try and make it as a football player." Fuck. And right. playing wide receiver for yeah. LSU in that game, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr. O.J. Howard was a, a freshman uh, tied in. I think uh, Mari Cooper scored a touchdown in that game. There's so many guys in the NFL out of that game that it was it was awesome. And then Josh decided to make his decision and go. And he's going back this year to the Auburn-Alabama game. And, and he said to me, do you want to go? And I said, no. I go, your last senior day was Alabama-Auburn. Nice. I said, it couldn't have ended any better. You won. Yeah. You got a game ball. You got the whole thing. I said, no, I, I've done the Alabama-Auburn game. But different places. It's funny that you, you brought this up because I was going to bring this up on the podcast because right before you walked in the garage, Glenn Geffner and I were riding back and forth. Oh, wow. Now, Glenn Geffner worked with the Padres. Mm-hmm. That's where we met him. Then he left with the Boston Red Sox, and then he's now the play-by-play announcer for the Marlins. Yeah. So remember I told him I'm going on uh, between the 13th and the 20th, I'm going to Boston for two yeah. days, and I'm going to New York for a few days. And I was like, what's my best bet to try and get tickets? We said Charles Steinberg was mm-hmm. probably the guy. So Charles Steinberg, I reach out to him through Facebook, message him, do nothing. Well, you I, saw what happened. No. They're moving the team. So he's been- Moving the Paw Sox? Yeah. No yeah. way. Yeah, they're moving to Worcester. Oh. And so that, I, I think- That he's busy as hell. I'm not saying Charles, you know, said yeah. fuck off and ignored no, me. No, no, no. But yeah. I, because it didn't seem like him. No. And they're, they're moving out of Pawtucket. And yeah, and he's the president of the team. So I'm sure he's been buried yeah, with that. Absolutely. So- and I had no idea the Marlins were going to Fenway this week, but I oh, wrote wow. I wrote to Geffner um, two days ago, and I said, "Hey, Glenn, I go. I'm not asking for tickets, but can you tell me where I can purchase them? Because obviously, it's it's the Mets are playing the the Red Sox that weekend. We're only there Friday and Saturday, and we're heading okay. to New York on a train. And I said, "Can you tell me where to buy tickets? And I said, "I just don't want to get killed because it's tough, you know." Yeah. And so he said. Um, 
Let me see what I can do. Well, dude, he just texted me right before he walked in the garage, and he goes, I got you comped Friday and Saturday's games. Shut Met, up. Mets, Red Sox. And I'm going, oh, my God, dude. I'm, and my, my older son, like, just dropped to his knees when I told him. Couldn't believe it. He yeah. said, oh, my God, dude, we're going to get a chance to see two games. You know, we thought we'd be lucky to afford one game. Yeah. And he goes, I'll confirm with you tomorrow. But he goes, I think I got you comp for both Friday and Saturday. Yeah, he worked it for a long yeah, time. Yeah, but he, as he said to me straight out, he goes, I've been out for like 11 years. He goes, I don't know. If a lot of people have left since the people I worked with. He goes, I don't know. And so it, it, here's it's the so deal. Right. When someone makes an effort yeah. to help you out, it's one thing to say, I'll see what I can do. And then, they, you know, they never do. And they get back, hey, yeah. did I did my best, couldn't do it. You know, because I'm a guy that doesn't like to ask for favors either. Yeah. But for him to sit there and say, hey, not only am I going to do it best. for you, I'm going to actually go the extra mile and not tell you where to buy the tickets. I'm going to see if the Red Sox will take care of it for you. And, nice. and I said, even if this works out whichever way, man, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the yeah, fact that he looked out for us. Yeah, it's great. Never been to Fenway. So when nope. you talk about different places to go, Fenway and Yankee Stadium are one and two. And, and of course, Wrigley Field. You and I will get there one day. We'll, yep. s- we'll see it. But, man, I've never made it to those big three. Uh, I've never even been to Boston. I've been outside of Wrigley too many times to remember. Can't get in. But for me, Yankee Stadium, I was over it in a helicopter. Yeah. Right after the Mickey old one, Mantle, right? Yeah, yeah, the old one. Right after Mickey Mantle died because the season had ended. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, shit. I didn't walk in the door because I've always been there after baseball season. But I'm like, but pretty fucking cool. I mean, yeah. we just hovered over Yankee Stadium. Like, uh, like I was just going to drop in for the first pitch. Like, shit, man. How cool is that? I was lower down than, than, you know, the guys that drop out. Yeah, it was great, man. It's so fun. For me, like, it's funny. I Living in London, I had a friend come over, and we went to Wimbledon. Yeah. And it was the off-season. But if you took that tour of Wimbledon, you would sit there. And I love what they did. You could just sit there at center court. They had the audio piped in, and I believe it was McEnroe Borg. So you just hear, you know, 30 Love, Borg, Advantage, McEnroe, all this shit. But you just kind of sit there and you think about all the history of all the people that had played there. That was, that was great. Madison Square Garden to me is a very close second because yeah. there is something about being in the garden. And Kevin Kernan did what Geff did for you. Kernan uh, got me in for um, a Knicks Timberwolves game, which was great, and then he got me in for a Flyer Ranger game. Like that's funny you say that. No, this is how I, I was. You have no idea what direction I was going to go. No, this is what I'm going to do. When after we leave Boston, we go to New York. I'm going to see the Red Sox Yankees. Yeah, Brett called it. Aaron, Aaron's hooking us yeah. up with the manager seats for the Red Sox Yankees. How great is that? But then I went and told Josh, I said, we have to somehow get into Madison Square Garden. Yeah. I said, I just got to see it. It's the best. Dude, I found Flyers, Rangers preseason. Shut up. I go, we're fucking going. <laughs> dude, it's not that expensive. I know no, it's preseason. It's, it's like 30 bucks. I said, it's dude. fucking great. I go, we're going. Yeah. And, and he, his mom's going to kill us. But I said, fuck it. We're, yeah. we're going. Now, did you get Cooperstown figured out? No, we probably aren't going to make Cooperstown. I got to give something back here, God dang it. So what I can't are you get, do? get him. I don't know. I could end up, end up going to a God dang place, you know, like For, School of Rock or some shit, yeah. some Broadway or something. That's to, kind of a cool thing. To help her out. You would but, like that. Yeah. You would and, like and that. So, You'd get a kick out of that. No one will go with me to see The View. So I guess oh, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So here I am. Would you uh, going to see a play? Uh, I wonder if you could see Colbert or Fallon. See, I would do any of those. You know, yeah, that, you should start yeah. hitting up. You could yeah. probably hit up for tickets for Colbert or Fallon right now. You yeah. should jump online. You could probably figure out the nights here in New York. That take the NBC tour. The NBC tour is really do it. cool. 
We'll yeah. do it. Yeah, the NBC tour you'll like. I love New York City, man. But for me, um, my number one venue is the Olympic Auditorium in L.A. Really? Yeah. It's your number one? My number what one venue. What is it? Just, to be, just because of the history of boxing? Yeah. Okay. But you know what's funny? I, I've been in the building four times, and each time I've been there, it was for wrestling. I saw an old, I saw a WWE card years ago there. I saw an ECW card, which was the craziest shit I've ever seen in the Olympic. And then I saw two cards from some group. I don't even remember who the fuck they were. But my buddy, we just, you know, my buddy and I loved going and hanging out. And I just loved being in the Olympic because every time I got the chance to go, I always felt like this may be the last time I'm ever in really? this. I'm ever in this building. And what was really cool, I may have shared this story, but I took my sons. Uh, we were in L.A. It was about a year ago. And that is now, I believe, a Chinese church have taken it over. And my sons and I were there at about 5 o'clock on a Saturday night. And church had let out. Everything had basically locked up. And I just was polite to a security guard who took a flashlight and walk my sons and I right down the same tunnel that Lupe Pintor, Carlos Zarate, Little Red Lopez, Bobby Chacon, Tweety Davila, Hulk Hogan, right? Yeah. All these fucking guys had walked down, and he took us right down. And, and at this church, I mean, it's still the Olympic. They How many just, people does it sit? It's a great question. I mean, it goes, it's, it's a bowl, you know? Yeah. It feels like you're just in a bowl. Shit, for the fights, you probably got 10,000. Uh, I don't know. No, I don't even know if you got 10,000 there. You probably got 8,000 maybe. Fucking place was outstanding, man. Outstanding. And it was like this hardcore ECW wrestling. Like, uh, Dave, I saw a guy fucking bleed like I'd never seen a guy bleed in my life. A guy named Steve Carino cut himself open and it went crazy. But I just, for me, the Olympic Auditorium, because I never got to see... You know, boxing in there with Jimmy Lennon Sr. Yeah. Or Freddie Blassie or John Tolos. But that fucking building, man, I every time I'm in L.A., I drive by the Olympic. That's it's cool. My, it's just, to me, it's, yeah, I love it. It's the coolest place. But, yeah, so that's why when, when friends come to town, I just I just love hearing where they go, yeah. where they've been, and what they, they, I mean, they could write an incredible book. I told them you could have a website that people would click on. They go, fuck it. We don't want to do any of that. We just want to have fun, live in the moment. I think that's cool. You I know, like it. Today I had to drive up to Costa Mesa to oh, uh, I'd yeah. go to the Charger offices. I had to pick up my credentials. Never been to the Charger new offices. It's weird, huh? It was, I've been to, I've been by there. It was really strange. Like uh, it's just like in a it feels like you're at UTC in an office park, huh? It looks like it feels like you're walking into like Roadrunner Sports. Like it's yeah. like, like the building shape like that. There's no personality to it. There's no nothing. It's not like it is down here. But I'll tell you what was weird, walking in, and I, I literally I was there f three minutes, you know what I mean? Parked my car, walked in, signed signed off that I picked it up and, and left. But it was so strange because for years we knew everybody in the building. Georgette? There was nobody in there that you recognized. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a lady in the front who had no idea who she was. It wasn't Georgette. Nope. And it was a security guard that didn't make eye contact, and then it was out. And I was like, man, it felt yeah. weird. It just felt really, really strange and cold because... When you walked in after all those years, it was family. I mean, they yeah. knew who we were. You didn't even have to. The doors are locked, you know, so it's not yeah. like, you know, but they see us walking up. They unlock the door before you and I even walk in. Yeah. 
And it was strange that it, things had, had changed and there was no one in there that you recognized. And it was it was weird. It was uh, really strange. I, I feel like I have more sympathy for Charger fans uh, today than I ever did. Like, I guess it was just one of those things where you go, yeah, you know, suck it. Right. Yeah. New team. And I liked a lot of the guys on the team. I mean, I did. It's just weird. I find myself, if I'm, uh, and mainly more with my kids, but if we're over by there, I'd take a drive by Charger Park because just on a professional level, that place meant so much to me. And I just, it's it's so weird that that's an abandoned building to me. Tonight, um, I drove by Qualcomm. And I drive by Qualcomm. and All the time. Of, yeah, and you go. Do you look at it every time? Oh, yeah. Every time. Oh, yeah. Every when, time. When I came because, to San Diego, honestly, it was the first thing I wanted to see. The very first time I was yeah. here. Because I remember the Cubs taking on the Padres sure. in the playoffs and the shot overhead. Sure. And I couldn't figure out the ramps, the circles on yeah, the outside great, of the stadium. Right? And I was like, that's Trying unusual. Trying to avoid those punk kids spitting on Yeah. <laughs> once you walk that ramp once, you're like, fuck it, I'll never do this Yeah, again. I'll never do this shit. <laughs> but, but I remember going, it was different. And I wanted to see. It was the, It was really, honestly, the first and only thing I wanted to see in San Diego was Jack Murphy Stadium. Yeah. And now I try and think in my mind as I just ask you that question. Do I look over every time I drive by it? Oh, yeah. I used to. I don't think I do anymore because I feel like it's, it's a dead stadium, even though I know the Aztecs are there. It's mm-hmm. it's just it's just cold. Yeah, it is. Um, I saw you two there. Had my sons in there. I told you at the Jehovah Witness thing. Yeah. Just to see it, just to walk back in there. Didn't convert. I did not convert, but they were very very did nice. You convert to the Chinese church at the Olympic Auditorium. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, yes. Both of those churches, I I I just kind of I respect everybody's yeah. faith. The forum was a church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, man, the people at the Chinese church and the people at the at the Jehovah's Witness were so incredibly nice and friendly to me and my sons. I'm, oh yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan. Uh, no, I didn't convert, but but I'll I'll never like used to make jokes about the Jehovah's Witness or whatever and. Shit, man, when they used to come and knock on the door, get the fuck out of here. Or I'd say, you know, uh, I'd say when they used to come, I'd always say, uh, I'd say, you know, well, I'm really glad to see you because I made a lot of money in the adult film industry. And I'm very conflicted because I'm, I'm always looking for new talent. And then I just pause and kind of look back and forth. But maybe I should just get out and try something else. I'm very talented. I'm very charismatic. You know, yeah. some bullshit like that. Just trying to get the, enough to see yeah. what you can say to get in a walk away. Yeah. And then yeah. just see like, hey, maybe maybe this chick's like, yeah, I'll bang you. <laughs> you know, it's funny. There's some people that when they come to the door. Yeah. They're giving every every shot they got. Then you got the half-assed Jehovah Witness. Yeah, they don't care. They just but, kind of walk in the neighborhood, yeah. barely knock on the door. And, but, ah, fuck it, no one's home. Let's go to the next one. Yeah. <laughs> it's but, like we made the rounds. But after they were so nice to us. Why don't they carry the pizza flyers at the same time? You know what I'm saying? You do yeah, two jobs no at shit. once. Or the phone book. Yeah, whatever the hell it is. But well, two for one. What I tell you what, I'd be more interested if they took the phone book down to the recycling instead of just leaving it on my front step where my kids will leave it for two fucking years. <laughs> They're like, hey, if you listen to us for five minutes, we'll get rid of this pizza thing on your door and we'll take these yellow pages that you never use in the recycling. Preach! Let me hear you. 
Would it be okay if I make out with your sister? <laughs> um, but no, this is how fucked up I am. I just started laughing. So yesterday I had my sons out. I was talking about I had my sons out. Yeah. And we're driving and we're over, um, not far from Charger Park. We're over on Claremont Mesa by the 15, by the new Kaiser. And there's uh, Wells Fargo there. And there's a woman at the ATM who's like, I can see her. I'm at the light. She's probably like 75. I say to my son, Jack, I go, you know what we're going to do? And he goes, what? And I go, we're going to circle around really quietly. Or we're going to come around and I'm going to run up behind her and go, hey. (laughs) (laughs) And he loved it. He does, he does the funniest thing ever. I go, let's just drive around today. I go, we got like an hour yeah. to kill. I go, let's just drive around, see if there's old people at the ATM, and let's just go up behind them. Hey! He was all for it. He was all in. He was all in. He loved it. <laughs> what you doing? What you going to do with that money? Hey! <laughs> And I was just like, this is such a terrible example yeah. I'm setting for him. But I love his laugh. And he thought it was the funniest thing ever. I go, uh, I go, what do you... So then I, of course, I can't just let it go. I got to up the ante. So I go, what do you think she'd do if I just snuck up behind her and tickled her? <laughs> and again, Dave, she's like your... Yeah. She's like your grand, your grandmother's age. Yeah. So not somebody who wants to be tickled at the ATM. Yeah. My son's like, I'd probably kill her. <laughs> probably would have killed her. I go, she's. All those ATMs have cameras. I go, well, you go yeah, first. Right. I go, you go first, and then I'll act like I'm trying to pull you away as I'm counting her 20s and putting them in my pocket. And he just thought it's the funniest thing ever. I got tortured people. I'm so sorry. I'm better than that. My mom says she gets yelled at all the time for standing too close to people when they're putting their PIN numbers in, whether it's like at Walmart. What, you, what is she doing? Dude. Back up. That she so needs creepy. to back, she, back up. She is creepy. She, now look, intentionally, she's not doing it. And then she gets mad when she gets yelled at. I'm like, well, just stand back. Back up. I go, people are always paranoid. You're trying to steal their identity or take money for, from them. And she goes, I get yelled at all the time. And then it's always their fault. It's never her fault. Of course. I could just stand five feet back. What are you doing? Why are you standing on people's stop shoulders? A, yeah, stop invading people's space. Yeah, that's her. We really do. We, we, where, where the fuck do any of you need to be? <laughs> Take two steps back. You don't have anything to do. Yeah, but you've been in that situation where you're like, I just need to pull out 20, and that person in front of you at the ATM is like taking out a home loan. Yeah. And you're like, Jesus Christ. Doing everything. Come on. Okay. One, <laughs> two, uh, can I get this in $2 bills? <laughs> two dollar bills. <laughs> uh, you're gonna get $2 bills worth of stitches. Not I. Gramps. Gramps. When <laughs> I punch you right in the liver. Um, yeah, no, that's it. Uh, I have very, very exciting news. Okay. Uh, it's been going on for about a month. Uh, today I joined a group. I joined a gr- not a group. Yeah, I what joined band? a barbershop oh, quartet. Good deal. You playing using your harmonica skills? Yes. Uh, so uh, my buddies are starting a uh, fight promotion. Yeah, and I probably shouldn't say a lot more than that, but we've kind of been talking for a while, and I'm super excited about. It. So I took the gig today. Good. 
Good deal. So uh, uh, I'm excited about it. I think it'll be great for the podcast because I think it'll introduce us to a whole new audience. And I think uh, it'll be good for us. It'll be good for them. I love these guys, man, and the vision for what they're doing. So we went round and round. I shouldn't say round and round because that makes it seem like um, like there was any kind of, you know. Yeah, who are you, Khalil Mack? Yeah, no shit. No, it was great. Good. And I just love these guys. And I'm, I'm really, really excited. It's a new fight promotion. My guess would be that the first card should happen in, if everything falls like they say it's going to go, it'll go first quarter of 2019. Nice. Which will move quick. So, uh, yeah, they're like, hey, we got this and we want you. And I'm like, in. Cool. Let's go. So uh, we'll see what happens and it'll be good. Because I, I think a lot of people, Dave, you, you especially – um, may agree that the UFC is a little stagnant. It is. For me, it is. Because I don't think people want to see... I just think the ground game isn't really too exciting. There's some of us that like it. You go, the technique, everything else. And who these guys are appealing to are people that just want to see a fight. They just want Good. to see a fight. And boxing's gotten a little stale. And they figured that they're gonna they're gonna amp it up a little bit, man. And they are definitely amping it up. So uh, they're good dudes. They've been incredibly nice to me, and I'm super excited. And then uh, the other thing that I feel like you and I are are free to announce is that we're we're joining uh, up with Scott Kaplan, and Cap will be in. Kaplan hit me up today. Did he hit you up today? No, I, I, no, he did not. I could say I didn't look at my phone a lot today. It was one of those where I was like, I'm just going to drive up, drive back. And I said, I'm going to try and put my phone aside. Kind of one of the, literally I'm making an effort not to be that guy that spends a ton of time on his phone. That's good. And you start to realize how much time you spend on your phone where if you're one of these guys, I know you're supposed to look at your phone when you're in your car, but when you're at a red light, I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people look down at a a text or or tweet, whatever else. And when you realize when you don't have your phone, you're like, when this light takes forever. But yeah. when you're looking at your front your own, you're like, holy shit, it's green already. <laughs> and you're going, man, I've been looking at this phone a long time. So I've been make, making an effort. Good for you. And I know you always get on me because I accept everyone on Facebook. I accepted someone on Facebook today because I don't know what's gone on in the last couple of weeks, but I'm getting killed by people asking me on Facebook to you know follow. And go, I always go, yes, yes. Depending if, if you follow someone else that I'm friends with, and I'll say yes, I'll, I always take it. So I always look at mutual friends. How about Costa? Every hot oh my Brazilian. God. Yeah. <laughs> Big ass model has one friend, and it's always it is. Mike Costa. Falls for it every time, doesn't he? With that same fucking headshot from yeah. eighteen years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one mutual friend, Mike Costa. Yeah, that's it. So I'm like a- his father-in-law better not fucking look at his Facebook yeah. thing, or Mike's gonna be tearing tickets at the fleet. Yeah. So this morning, I'm like, all right, who the fuck? It's like they're like fifteen on there every day now. Yeah. And so I said, all right, I'm going to sit there and I accept this one. And this lady is an older lady. And <laughs> I, I say, I'm, I'm, I'll be a nice guy. And she right away writes to me, Dave, thank you so much for accepting my friend request. And then her first post within five minutes, I can't find a good cardi- cardiologist. Mine retired. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, me too. And I'm going, God dang it. These are what I'm going to get now all over my Facebook page. Well, usually what you get is you're like, oh, I don't want to add this guy. I don't want to add this guy. And then you add them, and they're like, same thing. Dave, thanks so much for the ad. You go, yeah, you know, it's great. Glad to know you. And then, you know, I got behind this goddamn Jew at Discount Tire. And you're like, what Dude, the I- hell happened? 
Hey, everybody, don't forget we got our annual clan barbecue and, and pool party coming up this weekend. Jeff, you cut. What? No. Well, you added me. And unfortunately, like, that's the way it goes for me a lot. Yeah. You're like, so, who the who the hell is this maniac? So I'm like, I don't add anybody. Oh, this goddamn asshole. And you know what? When we started letting women vote, shit went right downhill. They're always like, same-sex marriage, bullshit. That is so funny. No, so going back to your original question, no, I did not look at my phone. I don't think Kaplan reached out to me today, but yeah, uh, we do have some things. And Scott's going to join us on the show You better get the levels straight now before Jesus, look, let me tell you something, all right? You were right here when Trotter was here. I could see that his levels weren't the same as ours, but he wasn't leaning forward. He doesn't talk into a mic like you and I talk. He he has that goddamn mic attached to his, his lapel. And he just talks at whatever level he no, talks I, out. I think you can understand understand him, but everyone. Sure, if you're just sitting there riding the level yeah. up, turn it up, turn it down. Yeah. People are sitting there saying to me, "Do you pay attention?" Because Trotter wasn't as loud as you two. Like, yeah, we paid attention. <laughs> Fuck. This isn't what I do. I don't do that part. Okay. I like that we get this thing uploaded every single night. Yeah. You Jesus. assholes. You We're assholes. Trying, <laughs> trying to scare old ladies yeah. at the ATM. Yeah. How much do you pay? Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm going to share this story. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so we told people that uh, our friend Katie Mosher, our intern, meant a lot to us. Yeah. That um, she came to the event, and she's been through a lot. And so tomorrow night, I'm going to have dinner with her. Good. Well, the original plan was that we were going to meet for dinner in Del Mar. And in Del Mar at Il Fornaio, you can have a really great dinner, um, and it's it's up on the balcony. It's like the happy hour overlooks it. My buddy Keith Nordling owns Jimmy O's, and she likes the beach. The beach helps just kind of chill her out. I go, fuck, we'll go walk 15th. It'll be great. I go, I haven't been down there in years. She goes, okay, great. So that was the plan, to go to Del Mar. Well, when Katie grew up as a kid, she was in youth theater. Man, it's always been something that meant a lot to her and, and still does to this day. Uh, so I'll tell you what I'm doing in, in a second yeah. with her after that. So I thought tomorrow night we're going we're going to Del Mar. So she said to me, hey, look, change of plans. I need to be in PB. I need to be in PB at 7 o'clock because there is a tap class. And she goes, it's always been my favorite thing. I just love she it. She loves to tap. She loves tap. Can she tap better than she can sing? Uh, Dave, I think she can do 10,000 things better than she can sing. And so she said to me, she goes, look, why don't you say this? She goes, I don't know if they'll let people in to watch. Yeah. But she said, if you come down, I'll say you're my brother and you're ADHD. (laughs) Goes away. By watching tap. <laughs> By watching tap. It's one that calms you down. And I go, wait a minute. Dude, you should walk in there with one of those big like Disneyland lollipops. Just a giant lollipop the size of your head. Just <laughs> walk in there licking it. So I go, um, less than a month ago, I introduced you to a porn star, Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm the fucking ADHD kid that yeah. needs tap to keep from biting off his own finger? Fuck happened to me? I go, how about if I just meet you at 7.30 at the fucking Night Owl? 
Are you going to tap? You and Joel Gray? No, but <laughs> I'm not going T for two. Uh, no, I will not be there. Uh, and I'll have to find a way to power through my ADHD. Yes. I go, what in the fuck? I'm not going and saying, Mr. Bachango. <laughs> fuck that. Can she tap and, and walk the stairs at the same time? She'll fall right down the fucking stairs, that kid. Oh, I love her to death. She's oh my so God. goddamn funny. I go, where did, where did this scenario come from? Yeah. Uh, like, I, I can't be your brother in town from Rhode Island. Yeah. I got to be the brother. Yeah. yeah no afraid shit. of gnawing off his own thumb. <laughs> unless he gets it out. Yeah. Unless Ben Vereen shows up and saves the fucking day. Yeah, going to stick your keys in the electric socket. Hey. What the hell's going on? I don't know what happened to her. And so uh I do give her credit for the singing thing because number one, you think number one, do you think she knows she couldn't sing? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay, so I give her a lot of credit. Oh, Look, she's I can't oh, I can't yeah. sing for shit. I'm not oh. I'm the worst, but to go on national TV and oh, sing yeah. is incredible. Oh yeah, she was great. Yeah. I like, give people credit that aren't afraid to just go because it makes them feel just better. Just went for it. Dude, I, I watched Stevie Wood's wife sing on social How media yesterday. It was that shit. It was it was terrible. It was so it was great. It was so bad. But I gave her credit in my head. I didn't say anything to Stevie Woods. I was just like, you know what? Good for her. It made her. It it made her feel better. I loved it. It killed me. And she's serenading him. I thought it was great. I thought it was great, man. I love people that have the who gives a fuck. How long have they been married? A year. Yeah. Okay. You talk to me in eight years when she's serenading him in the car, and when he's how long he texts him and say, "Shut the fuck up." (laughs) Come on. Who are we kidding? I don't care how hot you are. When you sit there and you can't sing and you're going to say you're serenading me, I'm no. just like, enough. I'd much rather have Hannah singing like that, right? Where you're like, okay, yeah. well, you just have drowned out Steven Tyler. <laughs> um, and yeah, there's dogs barking, but shit. Yeah. <laughs> Thing is, Stevie can sing. He knows in his head, I can sing better than you can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's saying tears in heaven yeah. about Costa's career. It's one of the most emotional things <laughs> I've ever seen. But I, I would much rather have Hannah singing full voice like she did yeah. than the people in your car that, that are like half humming, yeah. half, you know, hey, fucking Glenn Fry. Yeah. We don't need you to harmonize. <laughs> Shut up. Now, At least was, she went for it. That yeah, that's fucking, what I'm saying, because she I went for it. it. I didn't I say one was, smart ass thing to him, because no, you know what? Great. In my mind, I always say, do what makes you happy, and that made her happy at that moment. So I was like, she good for her. She went for it, man. Yeah, she and sure did. She, not only did she go, like, like I would have loved that video of Hannah if she went for it and she just sent it to Steve, and Steve's like, dude, look at my wife. She's crazy, right? I love the idea. She fucking posted that thing on social media. Yeah. And she's like, fuck you. Yeah, I'm going to wear like this. A, yeah. Yeah. Good for her. Right? Dude, I, I die laughing. And we've never met her. Like, we're obviously... We have a mutual yeah. friend, right? We all follow the each other. The pictures I sent him yesterday, the pictures that he had of him in bed with Bo, yeah. where they were doing the same facial expression, absolutely laid me out. Absolutely laid me out. It was great, man. I'm so happy for those guys. Me too. They're all in a good place right now, and it's good. He's the new PA voice of the SEALs. Yeah. Now, I love the San Diego SEALs because they helped us out. What the hell does that dumbass know about doing PA for lacrosse? But he's YouTube and everything right now. He's got to be. He'll yeah. be great at it. Yeah. Poor fucking Craig Elson's like. I, know, I can't get a goddamn job. I'm I got neighborhood with my dog scars. who can't walk. 
Yeah. I'm selling 44 golf, golf scarves at the goddamn swap meet. But sure, give it to go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, give it to him. Give it to Woods. That's fine. Woods is like, I got to keep up with the Ben. I need another job. <laughs> uh, hey, how much you want for that golf scarf? Which one? I have 19. Because <laughs> I know Greg applied, don't you think? He had to apply for that job. Uh, he may be the, uh, I mean. I, play by play? Is there, do they have a radio gig? They have to have some kind of streaming. I have no idea. Everybody is streaming now. Yeah, I have no idea. Really, I mean, I don't know. And, and I, I, I want to go. I want to go check out the yeah, seats. Yeah, I'll check it out. Steve will get his tickets. Not after I just ripped his wife. I'll probably get you a ticket. I'll probably out. I'm, I'm probably, probably going to need an apology. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you could take your ADHD friend uh, with yeah. you. Do they, will they have tap yeah. at halftime? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so you talked about seeing a Broadway show. Yeah. Uh, our friend Mosier loves uh, youth theater, like I said. So I said to her, this is what I'm going to do for her. They have, at the Old Globe, and I, I can't tell you all of them. I just remember Jersey Boys was one. Uh, they have, like a lot of shows will start in San Diego and then go to Broadway. Yeah. And they've got one coming at the end of September that's based on the music of Huey Lewis and the News. And it's kind of a musical type thing. And it's going to be here. And then it's, like I said, it's going to Broadway. And a lot of times, the people that are here will be the, the Broadway cast. So you kind of see it for um, kind of like a preview of it. So I said to her, because that's you know, her thing. I go, you want to go see the thing? She goes, yes. So I'm going to take her cool. to see that. Now, if your wife said to you, there's a musical about, uh, it's got Her- Huey Lewis music. Could you handle that? I could probably handle that. Here's that the deal. Good. Did I- you see Tommy? No, never saw Tommy. It. I, yes, so- I have. I've, well, I didn't see it in person. I saw it when HBO had no, it. No, no, no. I'm talking I wouldn't about- go. I wouldn't go. It was fun. Okay. Tommy, but do you like The Who? Yeah, The Who's fine. I, 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 when I saw it on TV, I was like, no, holy shit, this is terrible. No, I, you can't see shit like did that. Did I hate, mu- here's the deal. I hate musicals. I always have, okay? Yeah. Hated Annie. I remember oh, when fuck. I was a kid. Everyone saw Annie. Annie was so goddamn boring. I yeah, saw. No way. Who's the guy that was uh, the the oldest uh, brother in uh, Partridge Family? What's his fucking Grant name? Grant Goodie. No, <laughs> God dang, enough. A lot of people are upset with you for bringing him up. Last oh week. shit! I don't see him up front here. <sighs> it was one uh, of the. It was David Cassidy. Partridge. No. Was, All right, David Cassidy. David Cassidy, and he was in Yankee Doodle Dandy oh, or some geez. shit. My that grandmother took awful. me to when I was like six. Hated it. Awful. My wife took me once to see Bye Bye Birdie. Fucking oh, hated it. God, awful. I liked the movie Grease because Olivia Newton-John was smoking hot in those yeah. pants at the end. But I tell you, the one I liked, which surprised me because my wife was like, I have no desire to see it. And when it was over, she had no desire to uh, stay in the theater. Was I liked La La Land. I liked it. I said, uh, it shocked me that I liked that movie. But I hate musicals because it, it's not reality. If you walk yeah. through the grocery store and people broke in a song, you call and have them locked up for being crazy. Nobody breaks in a song that's sane. I'd hit him right in the nuts with yeah. my cart. <laughs> um, I've seen... Now, when I... Dave, you mentioned... I've never seen anything in New York, but when I lived in London, a uh, girl I was dating at the time said, you have to see a show on the West End. You yeah. just have to. So we went to 42nd Street. I wouldn't say I, I loved it. It was fine. But it's kind of crazy to look back and know Catherine Zeta-Jones was in yeah. it in 17. But would I go again? No. 
Uh, Jersey Boys we saw a couple of times just because it's a link to my son. Yeah, and you can actually see that in New York. I looked that one up to see what was available. That's pretty fun. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, but then, like, my wife and I got tickets to Rock of... I think it's Rock of Ages. Okay. It was That was kind of fun. We saw that down here. Tommy was good. And then... But, dude, like, I saw Brian Dennehy in Death of a Salesman in L.A. I would see that. Holy shit, man. Holy shit. Yeah, I'd see that. That was insane how good he was. But I, I, don't, I don't think I've seen, like, I kind of think that was it. But the Huey Lewis thing, like, when you know that they're going to be on Broadway, like, I, yeah. Like, Brownman, Julie Brownman had a friend that did shows um, in Solana Beach. So that's always fun when you know somebody who's doing it. See, I think for me, there's no goddamn chance that I could remember all of those lines in a play. Yeah. There's no way I could do that. So when they're able to come out and do that, I'm just, uh, I'm fascinated by watching Serena Williams play tennis, by watching Gretzky play hockey, right? But I'm also fascinated by people like that. I just like people that you go, shit, that's, that's just a skill set. I There's no way I could do that. Hamilton was obviously a big one that everybody sure. talked about. And so they say how hard it is to get tickets. I would have gone to see it if tickets were available because everyone was talking about it. But a close yeah. friend of mine went and saw it and said he hated it. Really? Said he hated it. But it's one of those kind of like the experience I told you at the paddle boarding yesterday is yeah. that I would go see Hamilton because it was an experience. Whether I liked it or not, it was what everybody was talking about. I want to experience it for myself. I would have gone. If it was th- available, I would have gone. I think you dig Jersey Boys because you know more of the yeah. songs than you. I do. One of those things. It's a great fucking story. But what's funny is Clint Eastwood made the movie, and the movie is atrocious. And it's a lot of the guys that were in the Broadway thing. The movie's awful. But like when you saw it live, you go, wow, that's pretty cool. It's pretty good about those dudes. But... Man, Dave, I'm just so happy when anybody's going to New York because yeah. I think you're going to come back and go, that city changed me because you realize those are people that just fucking live life. And they don't always live life in the best mood, but who gives a shit? When you just, the steaks there are different, the pizza there is Can't different. Can't wait. The I'm ad- looking forward to the food like you wouldn't believe. Oh, man. My, my oldest son, no joke, his goal is to get cussed up by someone from New York. Oh, it'll take two minutes. Yeah, he's away. he just wants someone to say, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Or fuck off or whatever. Oh, get the I'll fuck d- out of here. Oh, I'll fucking tell you exactly how you do it. <laughs> go ahead, because no joke, that's all he talks about. He just wants to get cussed up by a real New Yorker. The easiest, here's the easiest advice I'll give you. Okay. Uh, anywhere you are, Subway, New York, whatever, find yourself half a step into the middle of the escalator. Because they're going to want to move by you. And you're right there just kind of looking around. Hey! (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) Yeah. Just be, just somewhere. Dude, he's so looking forward to it. It's it's so ridiculous. It sounds like the dumbest thing ever. But he literally said to me yesterday, I'm going to ride that fucking subway while you guys are in that hotel sleeping until I get cussed out. I said, you're going to get mugged. You're out of your mind. You get pissed on, sneezed on. He can't, yeah. <laughs> he can't wait. He can't wait. He can't wait. The craziest shit ever. <laughs> he can't wait. But, no, really looking forward to it. But when you go and, like I said, for me, the first trip that I made there, um, to go down and, and where the Trade Center was. See, for me, going to Radio City and being Broadway and Times Square and all that, all fantastic. Cooperstown, fantastic. But for me, my favorite spot was the World Trade Center, to be at the World Trade Center. Now, I didn't go all the way to the top. I didn't go to Windows of the World. 
But I was in that lobby, like I'd been in that lobby probably three or four times that they always show uh, when it comes down, when those firefighters in that one documentary that you see they're in, I'm going, fuck, man, I've been, I've been in that yeah. lobby. Dave, it was amazing because on, and, and like I felt it tonight driving down. I got here at 8 o'clock tonight, and it's pitch black. And you go, shit, I feel like 10 days ago the sun was going down at yeah. 8.30, and now it's going down at 8. And, uh, but you would be there at this time of night, fall, there'd be a little chill in the air, and out front, you know, you guys were talking about that it's the guys doing the roasted pecans and the cashews and all that shit, the hot dogs that are going, and you're at the Trade Center, and everything's just lit up, man. And and it just, you feel like what I, what'll crack you up is you go, man, I feel like I'm in a movie. I cool. feel like this is the Truman Show. I feel like when you see... Everything that you've seen from the Colbert show or, or when you're actually at the Radio City Marquee or NBC or any of the rest of it, that goddamn, man, this is pretty electrifying. Yeah, it gives yeah. you chills. No, I man, it. I, I can't tell you, man. We're, we're, we're so looking forward to, to everything that it brings. But it, it's one of those things I've been waiting to get to New York for such a long time. My, my son was saying to me, because are you going to buy a Red Sox hat or a Red Sox shirt or Yankee shirt or Yankee hat before you get there. I said, no, I go, if no. I buy anything, I'm going to buy it when I'm there. Just say every time I wear it, go, I got this shirt there at Fenway. I got, it might, go. it might cost eight times more, Yeah. but I said, that I'm going to go, I got this while I was there in Boston. It'll be that trip. I remember a Yankee stadium, whatever the case is, but no, looking, uh, looking forward to it. It's, it's going to be awesome. I got a story for you. That's won't probably be covered in the newspaper because they don't do these kind of stories, but it's a big San Diego sports story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know who Chad Bible is? Uh, is he the kid from San Diego State? He's the kid, baseball player from San Diego State with cancer. Yeah. San Diego State took a scholarship away. He's Why? going into a – because in baseball, college baseball is so crooked, you know, and, and I coach a lot of kids, and, and San Diego State is close because not only alumni-wise, but um, I, I consider Mark Martinez the head coach a friend. I consider Joe Oliveira the main uh, recruiter a friend. I've sent five kids that have played for me to San Diego State. Proud to say that they wear the Aztec uniform. But at San Diego State, just like all college programs, there are 35 guys on a team, 10 more than a pro team, but they only have scholarships for 11 guys. So what they do, Jeff, is they'll say to you, let's say USC, UCLA recruiting you a state. Jeff, I'm going to give you 70% scholarship, Mm -hmm. okay? And you say 70% is a lot, knowing that it's divided up. But they don't tell you, come your sophomore year, Jeff, I'm probably going to take your scholarship away, knowing that you don't have a choice to go anywhere else, or I'm going to cut it down to 10%. Shit. And all of a sudden, you're thinking, man, my parents don't have the money to pay for college, but I came here because I thought I was getting 70% for four years. Well, that's not exactly the case the way it goes. So they, they move money around all the time, recruiting-wise. It's, it, every school does it. It's not just San Diego State. So here's the deal with Chad Bible. The kid's a junior. He doesn't have a choice, and he had a great year last year. Chad Bible had a fantastic year for San Diego State, coming out back from cancer at 327, nine home runs, knocked in 42 runs, and started 55 of 58 games. Wow great story well going to a senior year, he doesn't have any options it's not like he can go well fuck you guys i'm going to sc mm-hmm. you know his choice is hey either pull the money together and graduate and stay here or um you know and, and stay on the baseball team or you can't afford to go and and it's over well unfortunately for him his family doesn't have the money to pay for his last year's school and he doesn't have the money to stay and play baseball i'm sure that mark martinez would love to have him in the lineup but they aren't going to scholarship him at all so here's Why? a kid because you promised that money to other kids, to other incoming freshmen to keep the program going. 
But again, I don't know if the story gets in the paper. I don't know if it becomes something big because it seems like they run from any story that's a controversial story. Mm-hmm. I just think it's it's a horseshit story because San Diego State couldn't wait to use the cancer story and what a great story it was about this kid coming back from cancer and helping the program out. Mm-hmm. But with one year left to graduate and to play baseball and saying we aren't going to take care of you is ridiculous to me. And I don't have any connection to Chad Bob. I never coached him. I don't know yeah. the kid at all. I haven't had one conversation with him. But knowing that you used all the marketing ability you could from this kid's horrible story to now not take care of him in his last year is insane to me. Wow. It's a horrible story. And I'm sure it happens yeah. to kids that don't get sick, but man, talk about taking advantage of a horrible situation on a kid. Yeah. You know, I, and again, I, I don't know what to say, but it, I don't think it's going to show up in the paper, but I think people who are baseball fans and follow that program because they keep winning their conference are going to go, what happened to that kid? He wasn't a senior last year. How can, he wasn't drafted. How come this kid's not at San Diego State? Well, the d- deal is they aren't going to offer him a scholarship and his family can't afford to pay for him to go for his last year. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's where the power of social media gets in. That's why I brought it up. Honestly, that's why I brought it up on this podcast to say it's ridiculous. Now, look, here's the other thing. If you're San Diego State and you want people, and I know it's a much bigger picture. It's a business. I understand it's a business. But if you want fucking people to go and vote for you in November, then do the right shit. Right? Do the right thing. Now, I don't know that world. I don't know enough about it. But you go, fuck, man. Come on. Like, there's, there's nothing that could be done for him. It's it, and again, he's not the only one. This happens to kids that go to SC, UCLA, Long Beach State. But you use this kid as a marketing campaign. You know, you use this story. This story was on the news all over yeah. the place. You knew the name, and you'd never been a one San Diego yeah. State game in how many years? Oh fuck! You know so what I'm saying? I, the last game I was at was Travis. Oh, Strasburg was yeah. playing. That was like ten years ago. I was there at the at the Air Force yeah. game, the ninety three, the perfect game. I was there, and that's the last time. Yeah, yeah last time I was through the gate. Fuck, man, that uh, that sucks. I hope that works out for that kid. I'd like to see it get some media attention. I'd like to yeah. see the paper write something on it, say where where is he at, or yeah. what's the story. And hopefully the, enough people complain about it that all of a sudden there's money found to get this kid to finish up school. I'd like to see that little twerp Costa do something. Yeah. And see you, big mouth. Yeah, stay at Costa's place. He lives around the corner. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Um uh, uh, a, a story that did happen today that did get pressed was the passing of Ron Newman. Yeah. And Ron Newman was a guy, I know a lot of you have moved here and you go, well, I'm either too young to remember when the soccers were dominant or I moved here after the soccers were dominant and you may not know the name Ron Newman. Ron means a lot to me personally because as I wrote tonight on Twitter, my first step down this professional path started as an intern for the Soccers. And I've talked about that time a lot, how much it meant to me. That franchise was owned by Ron Fowler, who uh, set an incredible... I never, I never dealt with Ron directly, uh, or Ron Cady. They were the two guys that yeah. ran it. Randy Bernstein was there. The fucking Ron Newman was the coolest dude on the planet. And he managed, Dave, the personalities on that team. They all fucking hated each They all hated each other. They all fucking hated Ron. The only thing they agreed <laughs> the only thing they agreed on was that they all fucking hated Ron. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they won. And it was so fun to be around. And by the time I got there, they had already won. I was there for championships eight and nine. And then when I left, they won number 10. Now, 
the early years, um, you know, one through five, really, really high level of soccer. That level had kind of tapered down a little bit by the time I got there. But it was still really, really fun. I mean, when you look at uh, Bronco Sagoda and Stevie Jungle and uh, Zorn Karich, uh, and Zoli Toth and, and the guys that I watch play, Kevin Crow, Brian Quinn, um, really fun. And and I think those of you that were lucky enough to go to the arena at that time, man, it was an event. Yeah. And the rock music that was playing, the lights that were playing, and it was great. And they were they were so great to me. And I didn't have to deal with Ron a lot. I'm not going to act like we were old coffee buddies. But I was an absolute fucking kid that didn't know shit. And he was so goddamn cool to me. Just like he was cool to everybody. That's cool. And uh, and I really liked today the people that paid tribute to him. Because sadly, um, he had moved to Florida, right? And and I, I like the new soccer guys. They've been really nice to us. But it, it's not what it was. Um. But shit, man, he was an he was an impact guy. That was an impact team here in the early '80s. You wanted to be at those games. You wanted to be at those games. And for me, being on a headset, and when they would, you know, the crowd, we'd have eight thousand, nine thousand shit during the playoffs. It would be sold out. And you're on this headset, and the building's just buzzing, and it's like three, two, one, go. And the building goes dark, and you just fucking hear it, man. It, it's to the today it gives me chills thinking about it. And I just I'm so thankful to everybody in that organization that was so nice to me. They're the guys, Dave. Yeah. Tim Lada and Jimmy Morehouse wrote the letters to KSDO, to K-pop, and to Extra that that got me in the door and got me in the radio. If Timmy Lada doesn't write that letter, I'm fucking working at Glidden. And uh, but Ron Newman was a fucking really really good dude he was a good dude to everybody except for his fucking players all hated him but he was like well fuck you i hate you too uh, but shit man for me when i didn't know anything going on fuck he was just yeah. cool and always had a wink you know he, he didn't say much he just walked by you smiling and wink at you and he was like this fucking guy's the shit so uh ron you'll be missed man you'll yeah. be missed i know i know nick will write about him this week because Nick's the guy that knew him. Tom Krasvick. I hope Kras writes about him because Kras was on that beat. Oh, yeah. And Kras, uh, it's funny. I was thinking about texting Kras tonight because Kras and I, Todd Leonard was on that beat. Uh, Don Patterson was on that beat. Bunch of really good dudes uh, that were impacted by that. Randy Hahn, voice of the San Jose Sharks. My friend Dick Calvert. Well, good evening, everybody, yeah. and a very pleasant good evening, everybody. <laughs> uh, Bulldog, you know, yeah. dog was Joe and Joe and I came up together, and uh, yeah, man, it just it was we were kind of a small little family over there, but it, it was a good family to be a part of. There you go. All right, I want, I want to uh, knock out some of these, and then I want to ask you a work question. Okay, as okay. far as uh, something that happens in the workplace, I want to ask you if, if you do the same thing, and if it, if it's something that you see, because I thought it was interesting when I read this. But I want to mention the people that help make this uh, make the show go great with us. I want to mention Ryan Barkley first, because Ryan Barkley is oh, yeah. about to become a dad, and he oh, might be coming man. a dad tonight. I, I I don't know. I haven't talked to Ryan today, but I know he's expecting to become a, a dad for the second time, expecting a son this, this week. And wow. I, I just saw him the other day. Couldn't be more excited. Wish the best for his wife, but Barkley Landscape, 
first guys on board with us, Ryan and his dad, Scott, doing fantastic things. As we say, they do everything, guard demolition, power washing, you name it. The, again, the weather is starting to change a little bit. So this is the time of year where you can make those plants that he puts in your backyard that, that will stay for a lifetime. Ryan Barkley and his dad's got fantastic 619-669-8000. Best landscaper we know, 619-669-8000. Yeah, we were out with uh, Scott Kaplan and Allie last week, and Allie said Barkley Landscaping. Yeah. Thanks to the Dave and Jeff podcast. So thank you to Allie for doing that. Look, for me, what I noticed, and man, I noticed it again today. You're out. You you feel it. Like my kids have been back to school for a couple of weeks, so your mind plays tricks on you where you feel like it's the end of September. You realize, you go, man, we're coming up on Labor Day. And what does that mean? When you come up on Labor Day, that means those Santa Ana winds are coming back. And for me, every time we talk about Barkley, I'm always thinking, man, do you have those dry shrubs taken out? Do you have the drought-resistant plants in on the hillside? Are you doing the right things? Because it sure feels like everywhere you drive around San Diego, you look to the left, you look to the right, and there is dry land everywhere. And it just... It doesn't take much. Sadly, we've all seen it if you've been here long enough. Um, and and I just tell you, call call Barkley Landscape to make sure that the area in and around your home is taken care of, and they'll do it better than anybody. Absolutely. Don't forget about Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools. Alan Taylor's your guy for that pool. Don't forget that Labor Day, as Jeff says, just coming up right now in a few yep. days. Labor Day weekend, one of the greatest weekends to get everybody together, be around that pool, enjoy that barbecue. 20 years in San Diego, Alan Taylor does it all. New equipment repairs, pool resurfacing, installation. Alan Taylor and Taylor Made Pools is your guy. Saltwater technology. Turn your backyard into a staycation, as Alan says. His number, the easiest way to reach him, 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. But I'll tell you what. Him and Amy have done so many things for this community, but I just mentioned Labor Day. And I got a text message from Alan today, and he said, hey, uh, we'd like you to mention that on Labor Day, TaylorMade Pools is actually going to be closed for that day. And I said, really? You're going to be closed? He said, that's right, because we're going to host a pool party for all the former dancers from the body shop. (laughs) So Hot Thing will be there. Cinnamon will be there. Deja will be there. uh, They'll all be there. They'll all be there. Precious. Yes. Cookie. They'll all be there. Uh, cinnamon. And I just, I, I think that was so nice of of Alan. Always and giving Amy. back. Always giving back. The door will be open. And I just said, good on you. You know, those girls didn't have anywhere to go in tan and to talk about everything going on. So the body shop reunion pool party will be going on, hosted by TaylorMade Pools. Perfect. And yeah, because you don't see Miles McPherson doing no, that. No, you do not. You do not. You leave all these girls and their G-strings on the street, and you just move on. Well, who's there with an open door and a hot dog and a nice cold mellow yellow? It's Alan and Amy from TaylorMade Pool. God bless them for what they do. No girl smelling like vanilla and glitter all over do you leave behind. Well, and that's the challenge. Yes. Because, look, he said to me today, it's going to be a challenge on Tuesday. Because there's going to be a lot of goddamn glitter in that infinity pool. But we'll figure it out. And I said, you got this. You got this. So he'll do it. So, yeah, Coco will be there. All those things. Yeah. Alan Taylor's the best import from Canada we've ever had. Uh, absolutely. Much better than the McKenzie brothers. 
<laughs> Brian Curry, you're looking for those homes for real estate? There's only one person to go to. If you're looking to upgrade your situation or if you're looking to downsize because the kids have left for college and say the house is too big, either way, Brian Curry's your guy selling real estate all over San Diego County for the last 20 years. Brian's also your guy for property management. If you need someone to manage your property, call Brian Curry, 619-251-1588. Familiar with all areas of San Diego County, Brian's your guy. Yeah, I was in Bird Rock yesterday. I go, God, it's great here. Too bad my punk kids won't let me move over here. <laughs> do you think that every time you're in a neighborhood that you like? You Not go only on, do I think it, I yeah. say it. Do you say it out loud? Absolutely. <laughs> hey, thanks. This would have been nice. Could have started my life here with Sandra Moss, but no. No chance she's going to fucking La Mesa. Right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'll be over here just hanging out with some goddamn high school sports writer for the La Mesa Light. <laughs> no chance. No chance Sasha Foo's going out here. Sasha Foo's not going out there. Fucking kids are ruining my life. Those overrated little bastards. I look at that downtown condo all the time, right? I'm like, that's where I'm going, Dave. That's where I'm going, right there. Me and Laura yeah. Buxton. Fucking Laura Buxton. Yeah. Carol LeBeau's not coming no, out there. No, she's not. God damn it. You should rename your kids Cock and Block. Yeah. No <laughs> Sons shit. of bitches. No shit. <laughs> Dick Mountain. Like Rich Hill put on his shirt the other day. Did you see that? No. What? Rich Hill's nickname for uh, Players Weekend was Dick Mountain. What the hell's wrong with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> So, look, I do like La Mesa. Yes. Goddamn, I like La Jolla better. Yeah, you like La Jolla a lot, And huh? I like Bird Rock better, yeah. and I like Downtown better, and I like Encinitas better, yeah. and Lucadia, but I fucking can't go there. <laughs> what about Point Loma? You like Point Loma? Yeah, I like Point Loma. It's nice. I like Point Loma a lot. I like Coronado. And not like that shithole IB. I'll tell you that. I don't. I don't like anything about it. But uh, You ever see Kill Bill 2? No. Oh, you never saw that movie? Oh, my gosh. You would love it. Oh, my gosh. There's a part where the guy's upset with them and he's looking at the calendar in a group club. You work in Tuesday? No, you're not. Just like that. That's you you moving. You want to move to Point Loma? No, No, you're not. I don't. I won't go to Bird Rock. (laughs) Won't be anywhere. It sucks. Oh, my gosh. And then, yeah, that's it. But I can see all the fucking free tap dance I want. (laughs) So I keep from losing my shit. And eat my watch, apparently. <laughs> you watch Tap Dance and Jehovah Witness. That's what you're into. Yeah, it'll be great. Fuck, I can't even go move in with them. Aren't they over on uh, El Cajon in yes. 30th? No, no that's do? the Hare Krishna. Oh, yes. Yeah, shit. I can't even move in with the Hare Krishna. I'm so fucked. <laughs> you are fucked. <laughs> I just love that you have these conversations in front of them. I t- in front of them, I tell them directly every time. <laughs> hey, isn't that a cool place right there? Yeah, yeah, too bad I can't fucking live there. It's too far away from you. Hey, isn't that great? Hey, being a dad's awesome. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, up front watching tap classes. Oh, my, my fucking gosh. maniac friend Mosier. <laughs> Once you get that brand new house, don't forget to call San Diego Superior Fence Company, Daniel Tyler, with his free estimates all over San Diego County. He specializes in the North County. 
but he says all the time, doesn't matter, I will come to you all over San they're Diego. They're all tough jobs. They're all tough jobs. He says they're all easy. Every yeah. job's an easy job. He's been in business for 13 years. He knows what he's doing. 760-745-4846. 760-745-4846. Again, an A-plus rating with the BBB. I'm pretty sure if he did not get an A-plus rating, he'd go down to the BBB office and beat the shit out of somebody. Yeah, until, he got, until, until he got that rating. Yeah, yeah there's no one that's going to tell Daniel Tyler that, yeah. hey, you know what? Your, your service is subpar. Yeah. He will beat the dog shit out of you. Yeah, he owns a nail gun. Yeah. <laughs> he does a fantastic job. But don't forget, if you're looking for that perfect fence and everyone goes to that situation where all of a sudden that fence in the backyard is not looking as good as you thought it did when you bought the house, Daniel Tyler's your guy. San Diego Superior Fence.com. Yeah. Well, uh, another guy that works well because uh, Alan and Amy can only host the Body Shop reunion tour for one night. I'm going to host it uh, TFN. But I don't need creepy little neighbors looking over the fence, freaking me out like Brock Halter. Yeah. <laughs> so Brock, Brock sent me the nicest message. Brock, I'm just kidding around. Tell me the nicest message today about the podcast. I don't need Alan Cson looking over the fence. <laughs> well, you, Billy, <laughs> son of a gun. There is no shuffleboard. Costa, I don't need you coming over in your orange shirt. So that's when my friend Dan Tyler comes in. Yeah, I love every guy that is part of the the backbone of this show. Uh, Barkley, Curry, Tyler, Taylor. Yeah. Fucking guys are the greatest. They are. And, and what I really love about them is they are all great guys, but goddamn, do they all do good work. Like, I dick yeah. around. Curry's so goddamn good. At finding you the right place for your house. Ryan Barkley is going to make that yard look fantastic. Your pool will never look better than it looks with tailor-made pools. And for whatever needs you want for that fence, Dan Tyler is as good as they get with uh, San Diego's Superior Fence. Absolutely. They're just outstanding at what they do. But I love them all because they're all just so, yeah, we'll fucking do that. Yeah. <laughs> nah, true. it's easy. I need you to build a 20-foot unit I want, Dan. I want to build a wiffle ball field in my backyard in my brand new house that's not in Point Loma. And I want it to look like the green monster. And yeah. I want to have rotating lights. And I want to have a stripper pole. <laughs> All right. I'll have it done by four. <laughs> Shit. A guy, he, uh, I throw curveball, I throw change up, he hits them all out of the yes. park. It goddamn. That's why. That's why he's not San Diego's average fence. Yeah. He's San Diego's superior fence. Absolutely right. You don't get that name by sitting on a bus bench. <laughs> you get it, you earn it. If right. you got to punch a few eyes out in between, we'll do it. I'm buying a nail gun tomorrow. I always tell people why I do a tailor-made pools because fucking Tyler didn't give me a San Diego superior fence shirt. Fuck, I'll fix those problems too. I'll just walk around my staple gun. What's up? Start firing staples at you. Move it. Come on. Take it to one. Kaka. Wouldn't that be great? So I have a question. I would like to. I'd like pine. Too slow. Bang, bang. <laughs> Too slow. Yeah. What's wrong with you? You're in your ADHD. Calm down. I know. <laughs> fuck. Start tapping. All right. Here's the office question I have for uh, you. Let me hear it. I saw, I saw a recent study that says. When that you work, you work in an office, okay? Yes. Okay. I do. Where when men come in and work, uh huh, that ninety percent of the time, oh, 
Look who it is. That's, oh, yeah. That's the line. Does that happen in your office too? When someone comes in late? I, I run my department. Okay. And what's great is um, the guys, I have two guys that currently are working there, and then I got a third guy coming in next week. And they've explained to the third guy, look, you just you just have to understand, every day you're the fucking pinata in this room. <laughs> <laughs> They're great, man. I, the fucking guys on my team are so goddamn great. Yeah. It, it's awesome. But we will do things like my favorite thing is... Like if you've been waiting for a while for a product, we'll just put a care package together and send it out to you, which is fine. Just something to say, hey, we appreciate having you as a customer. We'll get some really cool shit that we send out, which if I do it, I, I'm just doing it because I'm awesome. <laughs> but if if you do it or Pat or Connor do it, then I just fucking like, oh, hey, hey, just give shit away. <laughs> I mean, not like we not like we got a light bill to pay. Whatever you want. Don't worry about it. Hey. God damn, no problem. Here, let me see if I got five bucks in my wallet. And I always do it when they're on the phone. <laughs> hey, whatever you need, kid, just open it up. I mean, I know that for 40 years we've been a business that thrived on selling product. I know that's weird. But, hey, just give everything else away. Go ahead. You're fine. Hey, hey, you got the run of the place. Do whatever you need to do. <laughs> so they think they're fucking up every time? It's great. They oh laugh. My gosh. I just try to make yeah. them laugh. I just try to make them laugh, but um, I do it. Um, I just I always say the same thing to everybody, which is like I walk. If I call you, I'm like, "Hey, did I wake you up?" And then people get really what? <laughs> and then um, <laughs> I always, and then if I and then if I come over to your desk, I'm always I'll always say, "Hey, thanks for coming in." Okay. <laughs> Hey, I've been here. All right, you say so. <laughs> and we have uh, we have we have security cameras in our building, right? I mean, yeah. we have some pretty cool shit in our building, so we have security cameras. And I always tell them, I go, fucking camera never blinks. <laughs> so I go, you really fucking. How long does it take them to figure out that you're just a smartass? They have oh, to be freaked out the first couple times you do it. Yeah, no. Like, they didn't put together. What's really fun was I was able to be inconspicuous over there for, like, the first six months I yeah. worked there. Like, they they never put together that it was me and, and this stupid show. Yeah. And I loved it. They're, they're so, like, I don't know how long I'll be there. Um, They treat me fantastic. I fucking love it, man. They're, those people, Dave, I, I say to all of them all the time, like, radio's so fucking superficial. Yeah. Like, it's so two-dimensional. The people are so fucking two-faced. And the people in that building that I work with, I just, I, if, if something happened and I left tomorrow, um, I would be loyal to them forever. And if they called and were like, you want to go get a beer or get a, I'd drop anything I was doing to go. And, and if you work in that situation where you work with people that you genuinely care for and you have fun with and you look out for each other uh, on a team, like, we're road tripping. We're going out. Uh, like I'll be on the road a lot in 2019 for them, Toronto and Chicago and some other shows, which are going to be really fun. Uh, and the guys that I, that we road trip with are just the best cool. fucking group of guys. They're just, and, and when I say best group of guys, the women in our office are just outstanding. And a lot of them play hockey and are funny, but yeah, oh, they, I give it to them all the time too. Oh, Hey, thanks for coming in. What? <laughs> 
What do you mean by that? See, that now that's what the study said. It says when guys come in, that the number one line used is, look who it is. Yeah. When women come in, oh, here comes trouble. <laughs> those are those yeah. are the, they say that that that's well, the breakup. Here comes trouble when it's a girl, and it's uh, look who it is when it's a guy. Now my department has kind of transitioned. When I when I started there, it was three women and me, and they were really funny because they would torture me by playing boy band music yeah. on Pandora and like see how far it could go before. Like a lot of times, I think it's just from a radio background. That I kind of get doing what I'm doing, and I, I don't pay attention to anything going on around me. So these three fuckers would, uh, you know, it would start with like 98 degrees, and then yeah. you'd hear like in sync, and then color me bad, and then, you know, and then it, by the time it got to like Rick Astley, you're like, what the hell? And they would just <laughs> die laughing. I'd be like, that's pretty good. You did good. You got four songs. But they've all kind of transitioned out, and now it's uh, it's my buddies Connor and Pat, and I got a new guy coming in next week, and they're just they're great. That's man. cool. Yeah, we we got a good little group over there. Yeah, I I I I found that too many people don't like the people they work with. I'm so incredibly lucky that the guys I work with and and my buddy Carlin is just it's the greatest man. And and there's a dude over there, Chris Carlin, that's been there for 25 years, and just like has treated me very, very, cool. very well. Yeah. And I, I love being there. It's great. Absolutely. All right. So we'll be back on Sunday night, correct? We'll be here Sunday. And I think Scott Kaplan may be here on Sunday okay. night. Cap will be here there Sunday night or Monday night. We'll tell you everything that Dave and I are doing with Kaplan. It's really incredibly cool. exciting. And uh, we had lunch with Scott the other day. And we're going to tell you, it'll be fun to talk to him directly about what happened in 2012. Yes. Because that has always bugged me. And it, he's never, I appreciate that he's never, I mean, we're probably as good of friends today as we've ever been. Like, Yeah. It's one of those stories where I think people automatically always want to believe the worst. I feel like I yeah. believe the worst because I, I feel like I, I just fucking hate how that happened. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit. No, but, he doesn't uh, care. He doesn't give a shit about, like, yeah. he's great. But, uh, but Dave and I are excited to tell you what we're doing with that. I will have, at some point, I'm getting together with Che Hernandez. Who, by the way, Che Hernandez from AFSP, uh, the walk is coming up at the end of October. We'll have a team there. I added Che today on Facebook. I look at Che, and here's Che with a great picture of him and the gorgeous Lisa Ann. Fantastic. The breakdown is, hey, last night I was at a charity event. I got the chance. To, oh, oh, really? Oh, oh where? What? I'll give your goddamn money to Charity Water, Jay. <laughs> you better get in there and edit that post before this weekend. Just saying. Mindy Collins will take your money. I go, Charity event? Where the hell are me and Dave? Yes. He's just grinning like the cat in charge of, of the canary. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you and we'll be on social media all week and we'll talk to you later. Perfect. It's not.
So 